And all the heaven and a joy in the sea Testing the microphone Even if the world Welcome back to Friday Mood Ooh, yeah uh, Together through ups and the downs Dungeons and ivory times Roll the intro One, two Welcome to the X plus one podcast where we meet you where you are with Jesus Christ and seek take you one step closer to him. I'm your host Luke Metzler and today is Friday. Happy Friday beautiful people. We're back. We're back. I have no idea if I'm going to put that intro in or not. It's kind of saying y'all don't even know. Maybe I didn't even put it in. I'm not sure but <laughs> if I did put it in. I'm sorry, because the singing wasn't that good, but that's just how I test my microphone before I record every podcast. I just play a song, and I sing a little bit of it. So <laughs> today was Sweet Symphony by Joy Oladokun and Chris Stapleton. Now I feel like I got to put it in, because here I am describing the song. So maybe I will keep it in. But anyways, I think it was probably a little cringy. I apologize. I apologize. But anyways, we're back. We're back. We are back. Oh, my goodness. It is cool to be back doing a little Friday mood, shouting for rap day at the top of my lungs which the walls are thin here at this podcasting studio in chapel hill so i just wonder what like the the workers here think of me when they just hear some dude yelling friday in the studio also today's a thursday so they're probably like what this guy he don't even know what he's talking about anyways though anyways that aside guys Thank you so much for the feedback on Tuesday's podcast. For those of you who listened to it, I really appreciate it. It's really going to help me uh, formulate podcasts in that series moving forward. And for those of you who haven't listened to Tuesday's podcast, it may be one of my favorites of all time. I was telling a friend literally earlier today, we were on a walk, and I was just telling him, man, I feel like I'm as close to an intellectual as you can get on the on the on on Proverbs. Like I, I've just spent so much time studying it. I've gone through so many different commentaries. It's been a whole year of studying that book and I'm still not even done studying it. So I just, man, I just feel like I have so much to share. Like even right now, I'm like, Oh, I could just, I could do every Friday moon on, on the book of Proverbs. But, uh, but anyways, there was just so much that I think was uh, beneficial and edifying on, on Tuesday's podcast. And so if you haven't listened to it, I would highly encourage you to go and do that. And anyways, today marks the first Friday mood of season four of the X plus one podcast. And I want to let you guys know, I, I think this is a pretty cliche thing that uh, a lot of pastors and spiritual leaders in, in the Christian world say, and it's that every moment of your life is sermon preparation. You know, when you get, go to church and the pastor's talking about some story from his kids or that week or, or whatever. And honestly, I could tie that into Proverbs because, as we'll see at some point in Proverbs and Proverbs 6, Solomon finds Christ, sees the Lord through ants, which I just think is is crazy. But I bring that up because over the past few months, though I haven't been doing anything podcast-wise, as in posting podcasts, I I have been spending so much time in the Word, reading so many different books, and really growing to where I'm like, man, I want to share that stuff. So what I want to share with you today is is something from, it it came from a book that I was reading last semester. Book is on prayer by Ian Bounds, and I was reading his book, and man, this guy, he's an older fellow. He passed away a long time ago, but he pulls no punches, and I was reading um, this book on prayer, and, and there was this line in the book that wrecked me. And I should have brought the book with me, but I didn't. So this is just my paraphrase 
of the line, but the line was something to the effect of a faith that cannot get up from the comfort of bed is a faith that is feeble and weak. And man, <laughs> let me tell you, that hit me. That hit me. Like at the at the time of reading that, I had really been struggling to get up early in college and it just it just really didn't help, and it does not help that I live with 10 other guys who are all basically nocturnal in nature, staying up till 2 or 3 a.m. playing Fortnite. But anyways, I read that line, and, and I was convicted. And I wasn't convicted of sin. I was just convicted of my poor morning discipline because I wanted to get up, but I just wasn't able to get out of bed. You know the deal. I'm sure you've been there before. But the Lord, he wasn't even done. He wasn't done convicting me on my morning routines. I began to notice in my time reading the Word, and, and I noticed a pattern in Scripture of, Literally every single spiritual leader rising up early in the morning. And so where that started for me, I was reading through the book of Joshua. And I was reading it over my hiatus from podcasting over the break. And over and over again, it says that Joshua rose up early in the morning. Look at this. In Joshua chapter 3, verse 1, it says, Joshua rose early in the morning and set out from Shittim. And this was as Joshua was leading Israel into the promised land and he was obeying the voice of of the Lord. And then a few chapters later in Joshua chapter 6 verse 12, scripture says that Joshua again rose early in the morning and the priests took up the ark of the Lord. And this was during the fall of Jericho. It, it, it also says later in, in verse 15 that on the seventh day, the, the day that Jericho fell, Joshua and his men rose early. Noticing the pattern here? It continues in chapter 7 verse 18 when scripture says that Joshua rose early in the morning and brought Israel near tribe by tribe. And then again in chapter 8, verse 10, when scripture says Joshua arose early in the morning. Now, I believe every word in scripture shares purpose. It's the word of God. All scripture is breathed out by God and is profitable for teaching, reproof, correction, for training, and righteousness. That passage in, in 2 Timothy. I do believe that every word is breathed out by the Spirit of God. And so I, I believe it's not by coincidence that God's word tells us that Joshua arose early in the morning quite often. And see, on the surface, like, that's not really a detail that's worth remembering or maybe even worth noting because it's not that glamorous. Like, honestly, we'd probably rather remember the, the walls falling after the trumpet sounded on the seventh day of marching with the, with the fall of Jericho. But what led to that public victory that is so well known, I'm sure you've heard that story before, it was the private action of getting up early for Joshua. Now, reading that in Joshua got me thinking of whether or not this growing theme and pattern that I was noticing in Scripture that the people God used in incredible ways were people who got up early. So I did some research on it, and I was not disappointed. There are, I mean, there's so much. There are three separate occasions where we're told that Abraham got up early in the book of Genesis. We're told that in Genesis chapter 19, verse 27, chapter 21, verse 14, and chapter 22, verse 3. Then we're told on four separate occasions in Exodus where Moses got up early. We're told that in Exodus chapter 8, verse 20, and chapter 9, verse 13, which... On both of those occasions, it was God instructing Moses to get up early, which I think is worth noting, just food for thought. And, and then in Exodus chapter 24, verse 4, and 34, verse 4, we're given two more instances where Moses arose early both times to seek the Lord in some way. Then we see Gideon and Judges, the man whom God used to deliver Israel from the Midianites. We see him arising early in the morning in Judges chapter 6, verse 38, and chapter 7, verse 1. Then we see Samuel getting up early in 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 12, and we see David arising early in 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 20. We also see the psalmist in Psalm 119, verse 147, getting up early saying, I rise before dawn and cry 
for help. In other words, essentially saying, I rise before the sun and pray to you. Now, what is this pattern telling us? Why am I so excited about it? Why is this important to you and to me? Well, this pattern, it's, it's showing us something that I'm guessing you would probably say is, is true of your life. And that is that we get up for things that matter. See, with every person I just named, though I didn't touch on what they did after they rose earlier, at least I didn't go in depth. See, the common denominator for all of them is that they rose early for something important to them. And again, I'm sure that's true of us. Some of you get up early for work or for school. Some of you get up really early when you're about to road trip or when you, get, when you need to get to the airport. I, I also know some of you, you have Bible studies that are early in the morning that you need to get up earlier to get to those. Point is, we are willing to get up early for things that matter to us. And when we take that, we take that thought right there. We're willing to get up for things that matter to us. When we take that and we look at our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we see someone who willingly got up early to seek the Father because his communion with the Father mattered very much to him. If you look at the Gospel of Mark, you'll see two separate occasions of Jesus getting up early, one in the first chapter of the book and the other in the last. In chapter one, after Jesus had a pretty normal day for him that consisted of healing person after person after person nonstop until sundown, you know, just the usual, which I'm sure was a pretty busy day healing a whole entire city of people and casting out demons. It says, it says that, it, that Jesus in verse 35 rose very early in the morning while it was still dark and he departed and went out to a desolate place and there he prayed. Now see, Jesus just had a very long day, a very long day. I'm sure he had every excuse not to get up early the next morning, but his communion with the Father mattered that much to him that he got up, went out, and sought the Father in prayer. Now, the other example we see of Jesus getting up early can be found in the last chapter of Mark. Mark 16, when it says in verse 2 that Mary, Jesus' mother, and Mary Magdalene rose, and I quote, very early on the first day of the week when the sun had risen and went to Jesus' tomb. And as they went to see their supposed dead Lord to pay their respects, they found what? They found their Lord nowhere to be found because he had risen from the dead. And what's interesting is, as I was planning out this podcast, I actually came across an article on Desiring God about the same exact subject that I'm talking about now that was written by a man named David Mathis, and he articulated much better than I am right now, so you should probably go and, and check that article out. But, but anyways, in, in Mathis's article, when he wrote of Jesus being gone, when the when the Marys, Mary, his mother, and, and Mary Magdalene, when they visited his tomb early in the morning, he described it as fitting. He said, it is fitting that when Jesus rose from the dead, he rose early. He had something to do. There would be no sleeping in when the new age was dawning. He rose with purpose. He rose early. And praise God, he did. Remember, we get up early for things that are important and matter to us. We see that theme in scripture. We see that theme in our own lives. And praise God. Praise God that Jesus died and rose, rose from the dead for you and for me. See, you mattered. We mattered enough to Jesus for him to die and rise up from the dead. And the Father mattered enough for Jesus for him to rise early and seek him, to commune with him, to carry out his will, and to bring him glory. I'm so thankful for that. 
I'm thankful that Jesus rose early to seek the Father and, and set an example for us in that way. And I'm also thankful again that he rose from the dead. <laughs> I'm so thankful he rose early from the dead, bearing our sin and our shame that we might have a relationship with him. That's incredible to me. Now listen, I know there are many of you listening right now who do not do a great job of getting up early. I get it. Okay, I get it. I've been there. But I want to ask you, how important is your relationship with God? How much does communion and intimacy with him matter to you? How much does he matter to you? Are you willing to rise early and seek the Father just like Jesus did? Now, I know I've said this before, but I, I want to say it again. I am someone who aspires to be an impactful leader in and for the name of Christ. And it just blows my mind how strong, how strong the connection is between the most impactful leaders in and for the name of Christ in the Bible and their habit and practice of getting up early in the morning. Abraham rose early. Moses rose early. David rose early. Jesus, Jesus rose early. Why shouldn't we? Why shouldn't we? Man, there is something special about getting up before the sun and spending time with our Lord. It's very, very intimate. And I highly, highly encourage those of you who don't rise early to begin doing so. I really do. And for those of you who already do, man, keep going. I admire you. I encourage you. Sometimes we need an encouragement to keep doing what we're doing, especially when it is starting to become more of a, a drag and we feel like we don't see, feel like we're not seeing any fruit. So if that's you, man, I implore you to keep rising early. And I guess Ian Bounds would say that your faith isn't feeble and weak. And that's a W too. That's a good thing. It's a good thing. And for the rest of you listening, man, I have a challenge. I have a challenge for you this week. We, we've seen this pattern, right? Seen this pattern in scripture that these impactful leaders for, for the Lord, that people that God used in tremendous ways like Abraham, like David, we're seeing them rise up early. We see that theme. We also see it in our Lord and Savior Jesus getting up early to commune with the Father. We see them getting up for things that matter to them, and everything that they got up for had to do with their Lord and Savior. And so my challenge to you is, I challenge you to get up 15 minutes earlier this week, 15 minutes earlier, and I, I want you to dedicate those 15 minutes to pursuing your Lord and Savior, to pursuing Christ. Lose those 15 minutes of sleep, Lose those 15 extra minutes with your head on the pillow and spend an extra 15 minutes either in the word or in prayer or worshiping Christ. It'll be worth it. It'll be worth it, I promise. So that's my challenge to you, okay? Get up 15 minutes earlier. It's not even that much time. It's not. Maybe you go to bed 15 minutes earlier so you can get up 15 minutes earlier, but I just, I want you to experience the love of Jesus in a new way this week, to grow in your intimacy with him. God is the Alpha and the Omega. He's the beginning and the end. Therefore, he deserves the first word and the last word. So give him the first word of your day. Give him the first fruits. Give him the first minutes. And give him the last few minutes as well. And I guess I could go on and on about the end of your day too, but we're focused on the beginning of your day right now. So back to the first fruits. He's the Alpha. He's the beginning. Man, get up 15 minutes earlier to spend time with him. I promise you, it'll be worth it. Man, it's good to be back on Friday, mood. It is so good to be back. 
I hope I didn't drift on too long, but I could talk about this all day. I really could. <laughs> I love you all. I'll see you Tuesday. God bless. Yeah.